0: Hey, everyone, welcome to 5 Man Voice. I'm your host, Will Conferen. Today, we have Noah Janes and Jay Pelletier. Noah joins us from Illinois, and Jay is from Massachusetts. So, guys, how you doing?
1: Doing good. I'm doing good, man.
0: Great to hear. All right, so let's just get right into it. So, our topic today is adoption and the Korea trip. And I know I've done this before with the two graces a couple weeks ago, and I'm doing it again. So, sue me. All right, so to get the ball rolling, I'm just curious what are, what are your first impressions if you remember any. I don't remember meeting Jay, but I definitely remember meeting Noah. Uh, so yeah, first impressions or just like any major highlights of the Korea trip in general that stick out.
1: Well, now I feel bad because I don't remember meeting you, Will, but I remember meeting Jay. <laughs> Jay and his brother Drew like showed up like a day late, and they were at our table for um like our introduction discussion. So I remember meeting them there, but I don't remember meeting you. Like the for the first time.
2: I remember meeting Noah, but I don't remember meeting Will. I don't know. Just wow. an outcast, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Noah. Noah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the way I met Noah was, it was like the third day, and so Korea for me, I, I'm from New York, and Korea for me is a 13 hour time difference, and I, I knew that jet lag was going to hit me, and so. I had read somewhere that, you know, if you stay awake on the plane, then it's going to help with the jet lag, which is definitely not true. Definitely sleep on the plane. It's totally worth it. But I was feeling pretty good for the first like couple of days. You know, there no real sense of jet lag. I was like, oh, wow, that actually worked, huh? And then on the third day, the third night, actually, it just all hit me. You know, all the jet lag, the 13 hour delay, it just smacked me in the face. And we were getting dinner. Me and my parents were getting dinner that night. And we were waiting for the elevator, and at this point, I was so tired, I could I could barely stand. I mean, it was I've never been that tired, or probably will never be that tired ever again in my life. And that's that's when Noah and his sister Sarah came up to me, and they were they were going somewhere, and they're like, "Hi, I'm Noah." I was like, "Hi, I'm Sarah." And I was like, "Hi, I'm Will." And I could I mean, I could barely speak. I was so tired, and that that's definitely the reason why I remember them because. I just felt so bad. I felt so bad. I felt so awkward talking to them because I couldn't think, you know, I couldn't use my brain. So that, that's my first impression of Noah or, you know, feeling bad that he had to meet me in that state, but you know, we turned out to be great friends. I guess I
1: didn't remember that. So I guess it wasn't that bad. (laughs) Dude, that jet lag was like real. Like that first night, we were supposed to have breakfast the next morning downstairs at like 7am. So I woke up in the middle of the night and, uh, My phone said seven o'clock, but I thought it said one o'clock or I'm sorry. It said seven o'clock. It said one o'clock, but I thought it said seven o'clock. So at one o'clock in the morning, I went down there to go try to find breakfast. I had to ask the guy at the lobby where the breakfast was. And he said, oh, it's on the second floor. And so I went up to the second floor trying to find it. And it was like dark and there was nobody there. So I had to go. I went to go back to the uh, to the my uh, room. But I didn't have my key with me because I thought everybody had them down at the uh, breakfast. So I ended up having to uh have the guy at the desk, the same guy that asked where breakfast was, make me a second key on my first night. I hadn't been I hadn't been in the country for 12 hours. I already lost my key. So not a great start to the trip at all.
0: Oh my god. But overall, that trip was that that that's a highlight of my life, honestly. For sure. It was amazingly planned uh they they found this balance of finding they they found like a sense of where it's like you know they pushed you past your limit but not enough where you weren't having fun you know because you know for me at least not only was i 13 i not only was i halfway around the world i was also back in my home country and those two things combined as well as a bunch of other factors you know it it was a it was overwhelming to say the least for you know, sometimes during the trip. And there were definitely days where I was like, you know, I don't really want to go on this trip. I, I don't want to go on this outing. I, def- I just kind of want to chill in my hotel room and probably take a nap. But they, they found this balance of between like, they got, they kept me going, but not before it was too much, you know, because there just gets to a point, And I think if you've ever been on a vacation, a long vacation, especially with your family, I, I think you're going to relate to this where it's like, Maybe like towards the end of the trip, you're just like, I'm so tired of seeing these four people or or three people or whatever. And it's like, just get me out of here. And, and there are some points like that, but actually, no, no, there are no points like that. They they did a great job balancing it. So as part of the trip, we got to visit our hometowns if, if it was on the way or if it was like, you know, a, an hour or so out. And so real quick, were you guys born again?
1: Uh, I was born in Seoul. I was born just outside of Seoul. Yeah.
0: And I was born in Dijon, So, yeah, so basically we got to go visit our birthplaces. I got to take a private sort of tour around the city where I was born. I got to see where I was born, some, you know, major attractions and all that stuff. And it was kind of weird because all my life I've kind of been like this outsider I guess. not really an outsider in the sense like I don't have friends or anything, but just racially an outsider. Most of the surrounding people, you know, most of my friends and stuff, most of my school, they're all white. I, I don't have that many Asian friends in general, but definitely few Korean friends. And just being in Korea and then being in my hometown or my birth city is a weird sort of like mixture of like, you know, for the first time, I'm surrounded by people who, who actually look like me for the first time. I'm not... Alone, but also in a sense, it kind of amplified the sense that I was alone because I I couldn't understand anyone, anything anyone was saying. I couldn't read any of the signs, you know. I dressed out of, I wasn't dressed the way everyone else was dressed. So in a sense, it kind of amplified like I wasn't. This isn't my real birth city, you know. This isn't where I was raised. And I'm curious, do you guys can you guys relate to that or you know?
1: No, definitely because like that was my first time being in like besides Chicago, that was my first time being in like a real like major city. So, like, it didn't even feel like normal at all, first of all. But, like, um, yeah, I felt like I was culture or um, ge- geographically, I was like, that was my birth city and my birth country. But um, culturally and socially, like, I was definitely out of place. And I kind of felt like an imposter, I guess, in some ways, where like I definitely wasn't one of them, but at the same time, I was, if that makes any sense. I don't know. Like, yeah. Definitely, I'm, I was definitely Korean, and I was in Korea, so that was neat. But I didn't have any of the language, or I had some language, but none of the culture, or like, um, I don't know. Like, I just wasn't from there, even though I was. That doesn't make sense, but no, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, fortunately, it that definitely makes sense. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, I went
2: through the same thing as Noah and you, I guess. it was like, I was on the other side of the world. And I was surrounded for the first time, like surrounded by a bunch of people that looked at me, uh, looked like me, Uh, but at the same time, like culturally and stuff, you're like, you're just way different, I guess. You're still not, you're still an outsider.
0: Yeah. And I don't want to be too defeatist here, but a part of me kind of feels like that's always going to be me you know no matter where I end up in life like I'm always gonna have that feeling of being an outsider regardless of whatever happens just whether it be in the back of my mind or just like I guess in the front of my mind (laughs) just the sense that you know this isn't your home but even when you're in your geographical home like it's not your home and I don't know if that's ever gonna really go away per se but
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess I realized that I'll never like truly fit into a place no matter where I am. Like, even when I'm as close to being from where I'm from as I can be, you know, I wasn't truly a part of their, you know, lifestyle and culture. And so, you know, whether I'm here in America or I'm there, like, I guess I'll never truly be um, completely um, normal. But that's not something that bothers me either. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't really get to me at all. I don't know about you.
0: So like, is it just like, you know, you're not even thinking about it or just more like you have better things to think about?
1: Um, It's not something I think about daily. Um, You know, I thought about it there and then occasionally if somebody brings it up, but um, it's not something that I'm ashamed of and you like by any means and uh, I wouldn't say that I think about it daily.
0: Yeah. And that's another thing I wanted to bring up. So for me, I'm not saying that I'm like ashamed of being adopted or anything. If if someone asks me, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm adopted. Like I'm not going to hide that or anything, but at the same time, I'm not going to go shout from the rooftops, like, Hey, I'm adopted and just take one quick look at my parents and me. It's it's pretty obvious, but it's definitely something I kind of like thought about in a, in a sense, like at like track meets or something, seeing my parents in the stands and like just like regular teammates, not really knowing who they are, not knowing that they're my parents because they don't look like me. And and I'm not really actively telling them like, Oh yeah, those are my parents, you know? But in Korea, especially for that trip, we were all adopted. Like it wasn't something that was necessarily we had to hide, I guess. And at the same time, we also were all like, so, connected I guess from that one like it's so powerful like we already had that draw and and we kind of understood like we, we understood things that like not many other people would and so I'm curious like would would you think like the fact that we were all adopted first off like really help form the connection that we have right now and like on top of that like do you think let's say we all went to the same school, right? Do you think we would still be friends just regularly without knowing that we had this really powerful thing connecting us?
1: Well, I mean, that's two different questions, but like, for one, I guess, like, um, I guess I take back what I said earlier about like not ever fitting in ever because like, I guess in that group we all fit in, right? Like we were all born in Korea. Didn't really have any Korea in us, but like, um, we all had white parents and we were all adopted. Like, so I guess that's, maybe what's special about the trip that like, you know, we did fit in, I guess that's what I took away most from the trip really is that we all fit in like you and Jay and drew and everybody else on the trip. Like that was what, like when we did fit in, we were on the bus with people that had the same like beginnings, I guess. Yeah. But, um, the second part of the question, what was your second question?
0: Uh just do you think we would have been friends otherwise?
1: I don't know, like some of us probably yeah, but like I don't know, like it was a very emotional like part of my life, and like you guys were there to experience it with me, so that's what made it special. I think I would, I like all you guys a lot as just friends, and we've hung out not in Korea since then. So I would say I would assume so. You know, I've stayed with uh, Jay and his brother and shared a hotel room with uh did i share a hotel room with you will
0: no we just stayed in the same hotel room till like 3 a.m okay <laughs> yeah
1: but like but yeah i mean you know so i i, I think we, I, we would i don't know if we would have necessarily been as close or had such a special connection as we do now but jay's like no nah, i hate all you <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'd say I definitely fit in with uh with you guys. I mean, even even if we we like 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 you were saying, like if we went to the same school or something, I still feel like even if we weren't like close friends, we'd still like get along to some extent. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a really solid friend group that we've spent a lot of good time with, even when we're not in the setting of being on a tour bus in Korea. You know, so. I think that says a lot, right? Yeah.
0: For sure. And in Korea, we went to a mother's home where either pregnant mothers, pregnant women, what? Pregnant (laughs) women. (laughs) (laughs) Pregnant women are just, uh, or mothers who just had their child who were going to put them up for adoption where, and basically they got to ask us as adoptees questions about being adopted and the main the the most asked question at least to me and i I forget did did they have us all in the same room or did they split us off into groups
1: i feel like it was like a big old like um like big um group like they asked questions and people would raise their hands but they definitely like asked people in private too
0: so yeah but but the main question the, the most frequently asked question was uh are you, are you upset at your birth mother for, for putting you up for adoption? And for me, I, I answered no, you know, it, I knew that she was just trying to do the best thing she could for me at the time. But, you know, I don't know if they asked you that or anything, but what would you say to that?
1: That was my biggest regret the whole trip. Just like not being more vocal and like supporting them, I guess. um, Cause I really was like, I didn't really say anything to anybody that we were there, but I wish I would have, but um, no, I wouldn't feel, I don't feel anything negative towards my birth mother. Um, I'm I'm happy and successful now, so I don't, you know, I don't know if I would have had the opportunity if I was in Korea. Maybe I would have, but maybe not, you know, I would have lived in poverty and, a, you know, a rough life. So at least I think so. So I'm grateful that I lived up in an environment that I could thrive in. I don't hold that against her. I think she was doing what she felt was right. You know,
2: I have some really mixed feelings uh, towards my birth mother. Like, I think she made the right decision, you know, put me up for adoption, and everything. And, you know, cause I, I have a pretty good life here, I guess. Yeah. It's just super complicated, I guess.
0: Yeah. I, I get that. And, you know, I, I asked this question on the uh, other episode about adoption and, it's definitely like kind of personal, I guess. So feel free to just tell me to shut up, but uh, I asked them. All right, let me, let me back up for a sec. So there's this movie uh, that I watched a little while ago called soul searching. And basically it's about, I forget the exact year, but Korea, the, the government of Korea and the American government basically partnered up and they wanted to send Korean adoptees back to Korea to learn more about their heritage. Right. It's basically our trip. Just, in like the nineties or, or the seventies, I think it was. And they're, they're from, actually it wasn't even just the American government. Cause there was, they were from all over the world. And there was this one girl who, who got to meet her birth mother, right? But she couldn't speak the language. And she also met this guy who was crazy smart. He was from Germany and he could speak the language. He could speak both English and Korean. And basically one day, she's like, I want to meet my birth mother. Right. And so the guy calls her, she caught, call- he calls the birth mother and the birth mother was like, I don't, I don't really want to meet her. You know, I don't want to see her, which is pretty tough, tough to hear, especially because for me personally, like I can definitely imagine that happening to me, but then later on, she, she changes the birth mother, changes her mind. And then she goes on to meet her and uh, I forget I forget the actual meeting, but, you know, it's pretty emotional. And I don't know if this is part of the movie, but this is just what we talked about in the last episode where, you know, it's kind of like sometimes birth mothers want to meet their kid, see how they're doing, and then they don't ever want to see them again. So basically, after all of that, my question is, if you could meet your birth mother, first off, would you? And second off, what would you say? Tell her what would you ask her, you know, et cetera.
1: Well, they offered to like um, reach out, not like seriously like search for her, but just to, re- you know, make an attempt at least at her last like way to contact her. And they asked me if I wanted to. And I said, yes, um, it didn't come to anything. They couldn't, they didn't get a response or anything. Well, that's because she decided not to or because that was no longer a valid way to reach her. But um, it didn't bother me at all. Like I didn't feel like I was missing something there, but. I don't know. What would you uh, ask her? Ask her what and say what? Yeah,
0: just like, what would you ask her if you could? You know, just sat down at a restaurant, one on one. What would you ask her?
1: Besides just like meaningless things that like not meaningless, but like just. Um. I guess I would more want to tell her things. Um, I would just want to like tell her that like I don't, like I said earlier, like, I don't hold anything against her, and that I. am happy and relatively successful now so I wouldn't want to you know just you know clear anything in her mind that might think I was angry at her or something you know that would be more important to me I guess to make sure that we just just to be sure that we were both like good with each other I don't know that's all I would really want I don't know if I'd want a relationship to go any further with that but just to
2: uh, back when I was a little kid uh, my parents reached out to my birth mother I think it was through the adoption agency and they did get a response but the it was basically I don't want to see him so like I don't know maybe her attitude is different now but I know at least at that time she didn't want to see me uh, what was the other part of the question
0: Uh, if you could tell her, you know, if you got to meet her and like, damn, bro, that, that, that's terrible. I'm really sorry.
2: You know, if I met her, I honestly don't know what I'd say to her. I got, I mean, she's my birth mother and all, but I just have really mixed feelings, I guess.
0: Yeah. And. You know, on the subject of families, well, actually, there are two two things I wanted to ask, but I'll, I'll just part first. In Korea, there there's a lot of like, I don't know, stigmas, I guess, towards single mothers. And it's even worse for, you know, single mothers who gave up their kid for adoption, right? And so that basically means that odds are, you know, the rest of your family doesn't know about you. for And for a while, that was definitely tough to swallow but also the weirder part for me not really the the harder part i guess but like the weirder part was that you know they went on to start families right so it's very possible i have like a little sibling somewhere in korea just chilling doesn't know my existence i don't know their existence and i said it on the other episode but you know i've i've always just had this like kind of feeling i guess it doesn't it doesn't really make sense but i just kind of felt like oh I have a little sister over in Korea chilling, just, but I'm, I'm like wondering, like, what do you guys think about that? What do you think about being a secret, I guess, to your family? It, you know, and not just not saying that you, you guaranteed are one, but there's definitely a higher possibility you you are. And I remember talking to someone on the trip and they were like, yeah, I found out like my parents never even told anyone about me or anything and it was really messing with his head, you know, so d- is it just something like it's not really that big of a deal to you or does it, does it keep you up at night? Uh, I, that's not really a good way to put it. But no, I understand.
1: You're going, like, it doesn't keep me up at night at all. But um, I guess one crazy thing that I realized is that, like, I'm 19 now, but I'm the same age as, like, about the same age as my birth mother was when she had me. And I know I'm not necessarily ready to make a decision like that, you know. So... I mean, I don't know. I'm going with that, but like, but so about family, you said like a little sibling being out there. How would I feel about that?
0: Just like in general, not really knowing your actual family, I guess.
1: I mean, I don't really look at that. I don't look at my birth mother and birth father as my actual family, though. I guess, like i I don't really think about it that much. Maybe. So like, I don't really, I don't really think about them that much. I guess you know, like. This is and I mean she was really young when she had me, like so I can't really hold any decisions she made. Like she wasn't some wise, smart adult, you know, it was a teenager like me. So I know a lot of people my age that make, you know, questionable decisions, but you know, I don't know what I'm going with that. Just like I don't you know, I just hope she's happy now. So if keeping me a secret was what needed to happen for her to have success and be happy then that's fine with me you know
2: like as far as being a secret and everything i can't say it's necessarily a bad thing you know because over there's a lot of stigma with uh having kids out of wedlock so if she wants to keep me a se- uh, a secret i think that's fine uh, as far as like other siblings and stuff i actually got two sisters our two older sisters. One of them, as far as I know, is still in Korea. And the other one's over here. Uh I think they said she was somewhere in New England. I don't know if it was Boston, but it was somewhere in New England, actually.
0: Have you ever wanted to meet them? Or have you met them? Or her?
2: Uh, you know, I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of thing. It's like, I guess there are, I do have questions about it. But I don't know if I want to go through with it. It's just its a complicated thing.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah.
1: I will, I will say, um, as much as I don't know if I would want to meet him more, but almost as much as I would want to meet my birth mother, I would be more or as interested to meet my birth father, just cause I would want to see how similar we are in like appearance and demeanor, you know?
0: Yeah. There are definitely a lot of questions I have. I think that's the case for most adopted kids, just questions that potentially might never get answered. Just in their entire life right yeah for me one of the biggest questions that i have probably is, well, well not necessarily one of the biggest but one of the most puzzling i guess is that as you guys know i'm i'm a track runner right i don't want to say i'm fast but i'm definitely number one in the country my
2: average He's speedy. number one in the country
0: man you're, speedy.
1: you're
2: the next you're, saying, you're, Asian, you're saying bolt, man. Um,
1: yeah,
0: I have a nice little behind Bolt. me. <laughs> but you know, it's definitely not common, I guess, for definitely a Korean guy to be as fast as I am. So I'm just that's just one of the things I've wondered about. Like, did my dad ever run track? Did you know is he is he fast? Because like, I don't know. It's it's just weird. It's weird that I can fly, you know. But all right, um anyway, so the second part of my family question that I had is that you both have siblings, right? So Noah has a sister and Jay has a brother. So on the other episode we talked about siblings and Grace said like, "Oh, you know, I I just view them as my siblings. I I view them as my brothers, right?" And so I don't really know the best way to put this, but so like when you look at family photos, right? What do you think about if If you're just I know you guys might not think about your adoption or your family, your birth family much. But when you do and you look at, you know, a family photo or something like what goes through your head? Do you see do you still see your siblings as they're just my siblings or like, you know, is there a part in the back of your mind where it's like, you know, it's a love, not blood?
1: I mean, I guess it's important to remember that, like, I've never known like anything else. Right. Like, I don't remember anything before. My parents and my sister. So, even if we look like different in the pictures, like I don't, it's not like a, it's. I can compare it to anything, you know. So, I wouldn't, you know. I she's my sister, not my adopted sister. I guess if that, like, I don't think of her like differently because of it, but she's still annoying. But, yeah. But right, like you know, I love her like it would blood. I guess you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I got a little brother and. I think Noah pretty much just just said it. You got nothing else to really compare it to, so they're just they're just a sibling, I guess.
0: All right, so I guess moving on to sort of like our final. Well, point. Can, I, can I say one thing? Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I will say it's important to notice so like, nobody ever like made me feel the other way either, though. You know, yeah. like whether it was like grandparents or parents or aunts and uncles, like nobody ever like nobody in my family like makes it feel like I'm any different than you know. So it was never like an important thing in our family, I guess. Like they just accepted it as it was. So it was never like it was never like brought to attention, I guess, the difference.
0: Same for me actually. I I wasn't actually even the first person who was adopted in my family. My cousin was. And then I was adopted. And so it it it's never been it wasn't ever really something that was highlighted, I guess, throughout my childhood. I I just kind of grew up like that and my parents, like, sure, we celebrate, like, my arrival day and stuff, but beyond that, it, it's kind of just, like, normal, I guess, mm-hmm. and it's it's not something I'm, I'm really thinking about all that often, so, yeah, it definitely <laughs> props, to, props to the family for that one.
1: Right, yeah, a lot of props to the family for everything,
0: but. So, wrapping up, I guess we've kind of touched on this before but just general thoughts on adoption right general yeah whether it be here well let's put it this way you have you're you're older now you're in the future Mm -hmm. and someone in your family decides to adopt a kid right and they're they're at the age where they kind of understand what's going on now and and you just sit down on the porch next to them and you just have a conversation about being adopted and all that stuff. And just, what are you saying to that person? What are you saying to that kid before they, before they can fully understand what they can understand? What, what do you tell them?
1: I mean, I guess it goes both ways, right? Like I would, you know, you would tell them that you love them and that, you know, you think of them as your own. But then I think it's also like, I would also probably want to ask them to, you know, love me like their biological father, right? Because the relationship goes two ways.
2: Yeah, I'd probably just ask them, well, first I tell them, you know, whatever your decision you make is yours. I'd tell them, I mean, being a parent in the first place is, is, is already real difficult. It's bringing up a kid. an adoption sort of adds a whole other dimension to things, I guess. I mean, it, it, it definitely varies from person to person, but it can. I guess I would just ask them, you know, to reflect upon themselves and ask
1: themselves, like, can I really do this? I guess I don't know. Um, I think there's a song. I'm trying to find on Spotify now. Uh, it's called uh, "My Boy" by L. V. Shane. It's about a stepson, but I feel like it's kind of the same idea, where it talks about the uh, the father or the the stepdad talking about how he wasn't there for the kid at the beginning of his life, but how he loves him as his own and he'll be there for the rest of his life, you know, and he needs to catch up for the time that he wasn't there. So, I mean, I don't, I, so, I don't know. It's a good song, but
0: yeah. And also on that note, there's a guy named Dan, AKA Dan. He, he's a Korean adoptee. He raps about being adopted and surprisingly it's, it's really good stuff. Um, So definitely go check, check out that song, go check out Dan yeah all right so like always our final question on this show so in the future there there's a huge gathering of of everyone in the world and the best inventors and the best speakers and the best i don't know writers sure they all gather and they all present to the world on a huge stage and you have been decided you've been chosen to give the opening words to this whole presentation and you can say whatever you want you know you can say hey I I ate a bagel today for breakfast or you can say you know the most life-altering quote the world has ever heard so the stage is yours the world is your audience what are you saying
2: tell me the whole world is watching
0: the whole world I probably just
1: beg for money
2: (laughs) I probably wouldn't even show up in the first place, man. (laughs) I just leave them waiting. Well, I come in like three hours late.
1: Honestly, I'd probably just ask people to be nicer to each other. Like, it sounds like cheesy, I guess, like world peace, but people could probably, you know, I don't know. Clearly, I'm not a good speaker, but...
2: I'm even worse, man. Don't worry. Honestly... I probably, I'm going to go, I'm going to take, no, I'm, I'm going to steal your idea from earlier. I probably asked for money. There's probably some really rich people there. So one of them is going to give me some money. I'm I'm broke. I need money.
0: All right, guys. So this has been awesome. Once again, this has been Noah James and Jay Pelletier. <laughs> yeah, guys. Thank you for being, thank you for being on the show. And I'll see you guys in the next Wait, episode.
1: Well, i say one thing. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Will's teachers that are listening if you don't give this little Korean boy an A for all the effort that he's put into you, there's more effort in this to get people to actually calm down and say like reasonable things. You had better give this man an A. This is 7am voice by Noah James. Thank you. I love you.
0: Good night. Peace. (laughs)